0: mccarthy
1: and this is women of contradictions hello 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 to you
0: we can't stop talking just more bonus episodes coming your way
1: (laughs) we are should we be doing just regular episodes maybe but you know (laughs) we're meant to be taking a break
0: (laughs) But we literally just can't stop talking. So we might as well record one of our conversations.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we we have crowned our prom king and queen of the season. <laughs> Travis and Taylor won her first Super Bowl. And, um, you know, we, I think, I think it's time to, uh, yes, there could be more commentary on that. But I think everyone is maybe ready to put that. To bed for a little bit. It's a, it's
0: we're at a saturation point. Definitely yes. at a saturation point. Yeah, and we do this sure. to ourselves. I will. I just want to say that we ruined the nice thing as society as a whole because we glommed onto it. We had to see everything, know everything, and now I'm like, I know too much. I need to rest. Yes,
1: completely. And now we're we're moving on to something that you might have missed had you been completely consumed with. The Travis and Taylor story, or maybe maybe you're aware of it, but just not into the depths of it that I have gone into. So I am here to help in case you have missed any of this. And that, that thing is the royal family, the British royal family, and the back-to-back health crises that they are experiencing and kind of what's happening, what it means, and our just general... Just general thoughts, hot takes, whatever. There might be, I might be going into some conspiracy theory territory. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
0: this is such a moment of contradiction for you because you're like, I hate conspiracy theorists. You're like, but then I was in the comment section, just looking, not <laughs> typing, just looking.
1: And there are some interesting thoughts. <laughs> I have definitely been on some questionable websites. I have been on Reddit reading, reading the thoughts. I I don't think there's, I don't think there's a lot of weight to them, but I think there's some weight to them and we will get into that. But basically, in case you missed it, Prince, uh, sorry, King Charles, I still can't say that. King Charles and Princess Kate both had surgeries. Kate's was announced back... um, When was it? Mid-January. January January 17th. There we go. And it was basically... The the language has always been weird. It was a, quote-unquote, planned abdominal surgery. But that was kind of like all that there was. But people have said, well, if it was planned, why did she have engagements on her calendar the following week and all this kind of stuff? And then a couple days later... Prince Char- King Charles, God, sorry. I'm just, you're just going to have to deal with
0: that. He um, will not be your king, apparently. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> he comes out and says he is going in for prostate surgery, but he's very kind of clear on what's happening and gives details and encourages others to, you know, whatever. And I thought it was fascinating because it was very clear that there were two different, you know, royal houses releasing different statements, handling it all very differently, which is what I want to talk about. And also just like, I think the thing with the Windsors that is the reason I can't stop watching them or talking about them or thinking about them is just (laughs) they're so messy. They just do not handle things well. And I feel like royal families in general, probably since they there have been royal families, have always been messy and not handled things well. But I do think it's interesting when you look at the other royal families of Europe and the way in which they handle things. And granted, I don't think we get as much stories in the U.S. about other European royals as we do about the British royals. But it still feels like they have a tighter lid on their shit than (laughs) the British royals do. And I'm specifically referring to A story that came out a couple months ago that I think you might have missed, but it was basically the king of, well, now king, at the time, the prince of Denmark, who is married to, was married to the princess of Denmark, Mary. She's an Australian, actually. And they're about 10 years older than William and Kate. And he was photographed in Spain coming in and out of a woman's home that was not his wife. going in in the evening, leaving in the morning, had a suitcase, uh, very, very casually, like kind of going about it all. And it was picked up and he was photographed and it was kind of like this woman that he was with is also like a divorcee. She's a Spanish socialite. And not shortly after that, the queen of Denmark abdicated and said she was stepping down. And, you know, this story kind of, went away. And there is now a new king in Denmark and him and his wife have been photographed looking very fine, very happy Kingly. and... Kingly and queenly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's done. And I just, I thought it was so interesting because, you know, and if, if there are people in Denmark who listen and can say otherwise, I haven't really seen anything else about it. Like that... You know, that kind of, that story seems to have been swept more or less under the rug. And unlike the house of Windsor that just can't ever seem to keep their mouth closed about anybody or anything. Well, I think that they have competition
0: internally in the family, and that is causing them grief externally. Because I think when you have this internal competition in a family... It's going to create cracks at the end of the day because you are going to... Your press secretary is going up against the other press secretary. like You're operating on such an individual basis and you're fighting for the same thing at the end of the day, for like good public outlook. Um, Whereas in Denmark, it sounds like that they are operating together as a unit, as a family, Mm -hmm. to uphold the picture of the royals as a whole, not of these individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is a much different way of running a company because at the end of the day, I think it's a company.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's, yeah, they seem, everybody seems to be kind of on the same page in, in those other, whether it's Denmark or even in Spain, Sweden comes to mind, like where if there are internal divisions, which I'm sure there are because it is also a family, you're just not hearing about it because I do think they operate as maybe one household Versus, like you were saying, like the royals, like every, every single person in that family has its own like office and households, whatever you want to call it. And it just seems like they're always in competition with one another. They're briefing and leaking against one another. And I mean, it's been this way since, I don't know, back in the fifties, like with like the different, with uh, the queen sister and everything like that. It's just, it's super fascinating I think it's part of the reason why they're so much fun to talk about at the same time. I'm like, why do you, why do you operate this way? It seems to be like a terrible way to do business.
0: Yeah, no, agree. I also wonder what the Denmark thing, because he was so nonchalant about being photographed and going in and going out. I don't know. My hunch is that like the wife knows that like the reason why this got swept under the rug is because like she had nothing to comment on it. Like there's some arrangement there that we're un- that we are unaware of that they are just kind of like this isn't a big deal to our family so we're just going to like move on and yeah. Queen's gonna abdicate, we know the queen's abdicating, yada yada yada. Like something tells me there's like some European arrangement happening there.
1: Yeah, would I would not be surprised about that at all. But going back to the going back to the British royals and their health situation and the way in which things have been handled. So I think like okay, so the fact that you had both Princess Kate and the King at the same hospital in the same week, and essentially. Kate releases the statement that's very ambiguous, leaves a lot open to speculation. Prince Charles is like, oh, I'm just, you know, going, getting this prostate surgery, whatever. Kate is never photographed at the hospital. There's one time where William is photographed at the hospital, pretty clearly in a staged paparazzi type of situation. And then compare that with the king, who's photographed going into the hospital, Apparently he went and visited Kate and said hello in the hospital. The King is photographed leaving the hospital. Camilla was photographed coming and going from the hospital because he was there for a couple days. And the only person who ever was photographed at the hospital for Kate was one time with William. She was apparently there for two weeks. No one saw her family. No one saw the kids and no one saw her come and go out of the hospital. So this is where I'm like, you are just leaving yourself open to massive amounts of speculation because Mm -hmm. it is weird. Like I hate, I do not, not like conspiracy theories, but at the same time, when you're like, not, you're not giving us, like when something seems off, I I think there might be a reason for that. And so this, the speculation is, Definitely not in the mainstream British press. I feel like whatever may or may not be happening, there's either like an embargo around it or I don't know. It's just it's very weird. She has since now apparently had moved to her home in Windsor, which is like, I don't know, it's like say 20 to 40 minutes outside of London. Never was photographed Going to her home. Her home is in a pretty private place, so it would make sense that we wouldn't see anything there. But then she apparently left that home and went to their other home, which is like two plus hours away. Never photographed there. And we're talking about the British press here. They're like the most intrusive... (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I didn't
0: know. I didn't know all of this about the like she's moving around and no one's So who's releasing her whereabouts? Like after the fact, they're like, "Oh, Princess Kate is now here." And they're like, yes.
1: "Damn yeah. it, we missed her again." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Nobody's seen her parents like come and go. And both her her brother had posted something. He's like on a ski holiday. Her I just looked today, her sister was photographed in like St. Barts or something on like some tropical trip. So it's, it is really, it's really odd that she hasn't, she's not been seen since Christmas. And so that's where I think people are like, what is going, what is going on here? And, you know, abdominal surgery could mean load, you know, loads of different things. And I think this is where like, we, we were kind of talking about this, but like, she is a public figure. She is paid for by taxpayer. A lot of her life is paid for by taxpayers. How much privacy is she entitled to? Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, I think, yes, she does not have to release what exactly she may or may not be going through. But in not releasing anything, you're just leaving yourself open to yeah. all the speculation. And you know some of it varying definitely into conspiracy theory conspiracy theory territory I was reading stuff that was like actually I'm not gonna say it I'm not gonna give it air because it's not it's not needed you you don't have to do too much googling to find it on the, if you want to but yeah just not some pretty awful things are being said that would be you know I would be deeply upset if people were speculating about that kind of stuff so yeah I just I think it's interesting the way they're handling it all yeah What she owes, I
0: think, is such a tricky conversation because I think around somebody's health, even I, we've talked about this and I try to put it in my shoes. Like if I was having a health crisis, I don't owe the, I don't owe my employer the details of my health crisis if I need to take time off. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do owe them parameters of like, I'm going to be off for these amount of weeks or these amount of days, or like I'm having this surgery and i you know expect to recover by here and i want to give her the benefit of the doubt to have as like much privacy as she needs but at the same time my pr mind like that's my that's my sitting in her shoes being like i think i'm owed a right to my privacy around my health which i agree mm-hmm. with but then my pr mind says we have to have we have to have some transparency, and I think that's an overused word and kind of watered down at this point, so that we can manage the situation. And I wonder I, I'm just so curious if they actually have those conversations with her, or like who's having these conversations and and delineating on, or, or you know, deciding on what is what is released and 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 how to handle it.
1: Well, I think it I think it's interesting because they actually haven't had. I I think it's called a private secretary is like kind of like you're the head of your household. They haven't had a proper private secretary, like the head of their household or whatever for over a year now. And I think that shows in this situation Mm -hmm. because it necessarily, I don't think it's been handled as well as it could have. Like, I feel like if they were even just a little bit less ambiguous than like abdominal surgery And they haven't, like, the way in which they haven't used certain words, like, they haven't said she is expected to make a full recovery. They haven't said, they haven't been specific about, like, they were like, she'll be returning around this date. And then they pushed it to Easter. And now they're saying the trooping of the color, which is June. And so they're, like, pushing the dates back. And, again, I just think, like, on the one hand, yes, if she's going through something that is maybe more intense or or whatever, I do, like, as a woman and as a person, like, I want her to have that privacy. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but then you're just leaving yourself open to all this chatter that feels potentially unnecessary. But I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, one of those kind of lose-lose situations as a public figure. Yeah, because I think even if she was
0: open with what intense things she's going through, and then she, like, closed the doors and went through the intense thing, the chatter is still going to be there, you know? And now she's, like, they're chattering on the truth of it, which almost hurts more than yeah. them chattering on the vagueness of it.
1: Yeah. I will say, I do not think there – because there have been, like, talk about, like, plastic surgery. I don't think there is any way she has had a plastic surgery. Like, I'm not saying she wouldn't at some point, but there are – Periods of time in which it would be much easier to do that and not have all the speculation happen. They often are not seen for a couple months in summer. Like, that's a perfect time to do do some fine-tuning. So I don't think it's – whatever is going on, I do not think it's plastic surgery. So you have Kate out of commission, potentially until the summer. And now, last week, we found out that King Charles, while he had his prostate surgery, they found some type of cancer. And now they are not being totally forthcoming about what that cancer is. And Rishi Sunak, the prime minister of the UK, said something about they caught it early. And the press was like, oh, okay, that must have been a good thing. And then Buckingham Palace kind of was like, No, that's not what was said. It's just that they found it whilst he was in this surgery. So there is now speculation happening about what it may or may not be. And then you had Prince Harry, who like less than 24 hours basically after it was announced, flies out to the UK, sees his dad for all of 45 minutes... (laughs) and then basically turns around and flies right back. So, now you have another situation where there is more ambiguity in it and people are now like what how how bad is the cancer? What kind of cancer is it? Like how long is the king going to be out of commission? Nobody knows. And so now you have two the two like top royals, the king, the, <laughs> the monarch himself. And then I think arguably the biggest draw in the royal family right now mm-hmm. out And Prince William is not really doing much. And I think that's also really interesting. He has basically said he's going to, you know, his priority is his children and his wife, and he's going to take care of them. And yes, okay, I get that. But then also I think there is, again, this like push and pull of like, but you also have a duty as... You know, the heir to the throne, the future king to come in and step in in these situations. And he's not doing that. And I think it's really interesting seeing the British press handle it all because they're I think they're clearly chomping at the bit. I I think they first of all, I think the British press knows more than they're saying. Mm -hmm. I think there's either some type of embargo that's happened or I don't know. There's something behind the scenes at play here. But they are, like, alluding to, like, where is William? Why isn't he doing more kind of thing? And William's just like, nah, I'm I'm just going to hang out with my family. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to... Yeah, it does feel like
0: the perfect opportunity for him to prove himself in so many ways. Not that he, like, needs to prove himself. Like, I feel like he has the public, for the most part, like, on his side, Yeah, but they
1: have often, I mean, one of the things, one of the criticisms of them that they have not been able to shake essentially since they got married was that they were quote unquote work shy. Like they are often the royals Mm -hmm. who do the least amount of work, even before they had kids. They like moved to a little town in Wales somewhere and were kind of like, oh, well, we just got married. We want privacy here. And then they started a family. And so that is a constant criticism of them that they... Don't quite do enough. And yeah. What, is
0: the, like, what are the hourly requirements of a week? Like, are they supposed to be working for 40 hours a week? Like, three engagements a week? Like, what I, I'm like, you almost need to create again, I think of like as an employer, like, are we a freelance? Are we like an <laughs> hourly? Are we salaried? If we're salaried, What are my KPIs? Like, uh, let's talk British, like British people. Like, you want me three times a week, like, and you want how many people there? You want me to draw how many people to the crowd? Like, I would be like, let's let's line up a KPI contract so I can like (laughs) meet my deadlines, exceed them, and then I get a bonus at the end of the year. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Well,
1: I think this is this is you being an American, and this is how (laughs) Meghan Markle went into the monarchy and was like, "What do I need to do? What are my hours? What are my goals? What am I hitting?" And they were like like who the fuck are you? <laughs> like I would totally I would totally approach it like that. If this is a job, let's get down to
0: business. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like um, no 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 no. This is more like a lifestyle and you're like okay, well <laughs> that's something totally different that I don't understand.
1: Well, I think and I think that's I think that's part of the problem is that It is both of those things, right? In theory, it is both a job and a lifestyle. And I think that that's maybe where there's some tension and friction in the whole situation. They always, at the end of the year, they always release the amount of public engagements, the number of engagements that a royal was like seen in public working. Princess Anne is almost always the winner, which I think is interesting. And I'm going to put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that in a minute. But um, and then it's Charles and Camilla do a ton. They they always have the Queen when she was around. She always did a ton. And then William and Catherine are sometimes below like minor old working Royals. <laughs> and I think they want you to think that they're working. I, I with the way in which they speak, it's often like, oh, she's working from home or she's working on this project. But you see their quote unquote work, and I'm sorry, but I just think a lot of it is freaking fluff. I don't think that's true of King Charles. I think he does actually quite a lot of work. And I think it's interesting because he always had, it was called the Prince's Trust, and it was what he had for, I don't know, however many years he was the Prince of Wales. And it was a very successful foundation, organization that had things in the arts and restoration, restoration, conservation, environmental stuff. And people kind of thought that William might take that over, becoming the Prince of Wales. And it is not the case. He's just rebranded, branded it as the King's Trust. And William still doesn't have anything like that. And he has like a couple little things that he's doing, but it's it's just not, it's when you dig just a little <laughs> below, you're like, this is fluffy. Like, Interesting. I uh-huh. mean- Yeah, again, I'm looking
0: at this like a job, and I would just need to know the – I would need it to be outlined for me, and then I would deliver.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't – I think – I think William and Kate see it a little bit differently, and I think that's a problem, and I think that that is going to prove an issue later down the road. Like, I personally do not think Kate likes – aspects of the job. I think she enjoys getting... And people are probably going to yell at me, but I'm sorry. But I think she enjoys getting dressed up and going to the fancy events and waving her hand and saying hello. And then she just wants to go and be a mom and, like, I don't know, do hikes in the woods or something. (laughs) Like, I feel like she's an outdoorsy whatever. And that would be fine, but I don't think that's what's expected of the Princess of Wales and the future Queen of England.
0: I also wonder if they... Because they are so, like, loved in a certain way that they're like, well, we don't have to do as many engagements because when we do an engagement, it's a bigger splash. And so, like, our engagements, quote unquote, mean more in the current media-obsessed way in which information is disseminated versus Princess Anne, who's, like, probably Mm -hmm. in gardens, like, with dirt under her fingernails with, like, the moms of so-and-so society is (laughs) what I am imagining.
1: (laughs) No that I think that's a really I think that's a really good point. And what I think going going back to Princess Anne what I think is really interesting about every spare in the modern age so both Queen Elizabeth's sister Anne and then Harry is in some ways they're the they they have more charisma. Like people love Anne. Like everybody does. I don't feel like people have a bad thing to say. Princess, People loved Princess Margaret. Like She was fun and beautiful and glamorous. And obviously, especially before everything happened with Harry and Meghan, people loved Harry. And I think there's something about being the spare where you do get to have a little bit more fun. You don't have the pressure on you. And I think that can create some conflict. And I think what's especially interesting is that queen elizabeth and her sister had conflict and harry and william have had conflict i don't feel like that's the same with anne and charles and i wonder if it's because they're different genders whereas
0: different genders
1: yeah there's more competition when it's someone who's your same gender whereas like you can kind of inhabit different roles if you're different genders and i just i think it's so i think it's all so interesting
0: I love your fascination with this. Love, love, love it. So what, like, so Harry came for 45 minutes to see his father, which I'm just like, that is insanity to me and also shows you the structure of this family, that it is a business. That is a business meeting. 45 Mm. minutes is a business meeting. An hour long business meeting is too long. 45 minutes is the correct length of any meeting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So he really flew in for an in-person meeting. And when you fly in for an in-person meeting, I do realize it's very uh, serious. But like now what's his deal? Has he commented at all? Or is he just like lying low with Megan in Montecito?
1: No. So, well, he hasn't. No, I don't. To my knowledge, he has not commented on anything. He, Megan and Harry did just today, which is what is today? Tuesday the 13th. Come up with their new website, which is and I, we can talk about this for a minute because I think we have some thoughts and some critiques. It is sussex.com, and it's sort of a landing place for them and their their charity, charity the Archwell Foundation, their Archwell Productions. And then there is still, if you link out, there's an, a link that goes back to their Sussex Royal website that has, like, their work as royals, which I think is really interesting. But then there's, like, a a little bubble that pops up that's basically like Harry and Meghan left the royal family in 2020 or something like that. It's very weird. And I th- I think... I just feel like if Harry and Meghan really want to be taken seriously in the US, they have to ditch their titles. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they are hanging on to them. And I think it is like... There are a lot of criticisms you can lob at Harry and Meghan that I don't think are valid, but I think a valid one is, like, if you're not going to be a working royal and you want to restart your life in the United States and do all these other things, why keep using your titles? I actually think it would be more badass, and I think Americans would embrace them more if they just had a website that was, like, Harry and Meghan. Because we all know who that is now. Every, pretty, mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of people in the world know Harry and Meghan. And then use the Mountbatten-Windsor name, which is also a kind of fucking cool name. Totally. Yeah. I also think, like, it's, again, this isn't American
0: speaking, but, like, it, i hate to say this but it goes back to like we broke away from britain to get away from the monarchy and now you're trying to make it in capitalistic california with monarch yeah. titles it just yeah. doesn't work like that like read the room it's harry and megan and like if you look at the website it, it, when every time they say it it's like always prince harry and right. i'm like you gotta drop that dude like we're yes. not we're not about that that's not how this works and like yeah. I don't know. And they even say it's the office of Prince Harry and Meghan. And I'm like, okay, so the office is like a very, again, you're here to make money. You're here to do well and to make money, whether that's for you or for your foundation. But at the end of the day, we're in the money-making business. So when you say Meghan, the Duchess of Sus- Sussex, I'm like, oh, gosh.
1: I know. It's a big eye roll. And I just, I'd be so curious to know, again, who is advising these people? <laughs> like, I feel like it. If you're gonna rebrand, you have to drop like they even have like a little the like royal crest and I get that's something that was like given to you by the queen and everything like that. I, I could see that meaning something to you and it's like cool, get it embroidered on a pillow in <laughs> your house. Like I just don't I just don't think they're ever gonna hit the tone that they want to in the United States by keeping those titles. Oh
0: my God, listen to this last line. This is the same line that's on her and his about page. Megan, and then in his page, it says Prince Harry, lives in California with her husband and their children, Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. Like,
1: oh, they are using the prince and princess. Oh, fascinating. Even for the kids, like, again, I love what they were
0: trying to do with the royal family. I'm upset that they left the royal family, but I understand why they did. And for their sanity, I think it's a good thing. But if you leave, I think you've got to leave. And I think it's a stronger declaration to cleanly chop the Sussex. Yeah. And <laughs> also, I think this is. is sussex.org or .com. Like, the name, su- .com. Sussex.com. Like, you are leaning heavily into
1: that. Totally. And also like Sussex isn't actually, it's hard to say. It's not a great name. Like I would, I would lean into like we are Harry and Meghan Mountbatten Windsor or something like that. Or like you could, you could just be Harry and Meghan, you know, I, I, people know that. Yeah, And I don't say in Jay-Z. Yeah. Travis exactly. and Taylor, like that's <laughs> <Yes>. wrong. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's where, they, you know, we're all about contradictions on this show. We love a contradiction. This feels like it veers into the hypocrisy territory where you're mm-hmm. like, on the one hand, you're like rejecting all this stuff. No, we're not gonna do that. We're shunning that. Oh, but we're still gonna keep these titles of ours because we like that bit of it. And yeah, I just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. I understand why I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry, Megan. Duke, Duchess, if you need any PR help, we are here for you. Oh, my God. What if their
0: website had been has and Meg? <laughs> I die.
1: <laughs> That's the rebranding they need.
0: Oh, anyway, I, um,
1: <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, like, Charles had always talked about a slimmed-down monarchy, and I'm not sure he pictured it to be quite this slimmed down. And I do think it... This whole situation has kind of exposed some weaknesses in that system. I think it was uh, Prince Philip who famously said, like, we need to be seen to be believed. And I think if they are not being seen for long periods of time, I think there is a chance that the British public could start being like, what is the point of you? Like, if you're not out here doing the things we want you to do, showing up to the places and all that, like if a long period of time goes by where nobody's doing that and they don't seem to be missed, I think it could create, not in the immediate, but in the long-term minds of the British public, I think it could start creating bigger and deeper cracks in the whole system. Only time will tell. (laughs) Only time will tell we'll come back in a couple years and see where we're at <laughs> yeah I will probably talk be talking about this before then let's be real
0: I'm like no we'll have like another bonus episode in two weeks when something else is announced you'll be like we gotta talk about it I gotta talk about it yeah. but if nothing is announced in big in big ways we'll be back next month for more Find us on Instagram at Women of Contradictions. Sign up for our newsletter at Women of
1: Contradictions.com.
0: Or drop us a note at Hello at Women of Contradictions.com.
1: Till next time, ciao.